Voices of the Temple, official podcast of the Temple of Witchcraft, exploring mystery and magic through love, will, and wisdom, hosted by Adam Sartwell. Greetings and welcome to Voices of the Temple. I'd like us to get into our sacred space by taking a deep breath together. As we call in the Great Spirit, I call to the Great Spirit, I call to the two who move as one, through the rays of love, will, and wisdom. I call upon the Goddess, the Maiden, the Mother, the Crone, the past, the present, and the future, creator, sustainer, destroyer, weaver of the web. I call to the God, Lord of light and Lord of shadow, Lord of the green and the gold, Lord of the horn and the red, singer of the song. Be with us now and forever, so would it be. In this podcast, I have an interview with Don Hunt, who is the kitchen witch, and she brings up a lot of great ideas and thoughts and um, talks a little bit about her experiences of coming to the temple and what that was like for her. This is our cancer podcast, so I thought I would get someone who is nurturing, someone who um, brings that sense of home, of hearth, of food and love and all of those things together and really meshes them well. I think she definitely embraces the cancer's nurturing abilities. Well, without further ado... Here's our interview. Hi, listeners. I'm here with Don Hunt, the Kitchen Witch. And uh, we're doing the Cancer Podcast, which is all about nurturing and oh. feeding and all of that. Do you want to say hi? Hi. <laughs> hi. Um, I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes. I'm very excited. We've been just chatting for a while, but uh, kind of get the good mojo going for the chatting and the talking and the casting of pod, mm-hmm. yes. as we're doing here. Um, so tell us a little bit about what you do. What do I do? Okay. Uh, well, as you said, my name is Dawn. I'm the Kitchen Witch. Um, that's how most people know me. Um, I run a company called Cucina Aurora Kitchen Witchery. That's Cucina Aurora Kitchen Witchery. It's my shameless self-plug right there. Um, and... Cucina Aurora kind of encompasses so many things. Um, of course, I teach classes on kitchen witchery and food magic. Um, I also have a extensive line of um, infused olive oils and cooking mixes and all these kind of great little kitcheny products. I have a self-published cookbook. Um, but really, I think the, the driving force behind Cucina Aurora is um, just to kind of enlighten people on kitchen witchery and food magic um, and how simple and easy it can be and it is Mm -hmm. and how to sort of create the sacred every day through food and cooking and um, and feeding and nurturing family and friends at least that's how I do it yeah and um, you've also catered some of our events at the temple yeah catering has sort of become um, like this this extension of Cucina Aurora that I wasn't really ever expecting it to be. It kind of started out with, uh, oh, hey, you know, I'm going to make a tray of lasagna for such and such a party, you know, and then mm-hmm. someone else would be there and say, oh, can you make that for this thing? And I could use a salad and whatever. And it sort of turned into this, oh, well, we're having a big giant ritual for 100 people. You want to cook? Okay. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, and now I've got, like, weddings. People are asking me to cater their weddings. They have two weddings booked for 2012, which is crazy because it's like a year and a half from now or a year from now, whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's been that's been a little crazy. Um, it's difficult because it's just me. Yeah. But I enjoy every minute of it. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I think if I had to cater a party of more than a hundred, I'd be in big trouble. You know, yeah. I would have to like rent a big kitchen and hire a bunch of people and. Uh, you know, I need a couple of industrial refrigerators or something, but I love it. <laughs> I love it. I really, really love it. Um, last year, I think the the thing that I did 
the biggest thing that I did uh, for the temple, or the first big thing I did for the temple, mm-hmm. was I uh, catered the Feast of Akate, which you asked me to do. Yes. And it was spectacular. Mm-hmm. It was spectacular. Um, I think everybody really enjoyed it. And yeah. um, I had a couple of bouts of kitchen genius <laughs> under, under Hakate's influence, to be very honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had never worked with her up until that point, and she just came into my kitchen and was like, this is what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody who was there can tell you about the brie. Did you have the brie? <laughs> I didn't, no. There were, I heard rave reviews. And you know what's funny about the brie is that I had never even eaten brie before in my life until that point. I don't know why I thought I should make it. <laughs> you know? Um, and I baked it with cinnamon and honey soaked pears and candied walnuts mm-hmm. and it was fantastic i'm very hungry right now so <laughs> so this will be a good one we'll be talking a lot about food yeah i can't seem to stop thinking about but yeah so i started um i started doing catering and then i did uh yule mm-hmm. at the temple which was as my gift to the temple because the temple has been so amazing to me and all of you have been so amazing to me um and it was awesome. I love doing it. I get really stressed out about it beforehand. Mm-hmm. And then once I'm in the groove of it and I'm in my kitchen, and I'm just, that's my happy place. I have to just take a second to do a plug for Hakate's Feast is August 13th. Mm-hmm. It's on a Saturday. Yep. Um, you can get all the details on templeofwitchcraft.org at our events page. Um, which I'm sad because... I'm not going to be in the United States for it. I know. You're going to be overseas, right? Yes. We're going to uh, the... The the Glastonbury trip? Do the Glastonbury trip. Yeah. Um, We're going over to England, and um, we'll be going to the Chalswell House. Uh, We'll be going to the Baths and the um, Temple of Minerva. Uh, we'll be doing ritual in Stonehenge, which I'm oh, like... Oh, come on! You know, all, and all of us here are going to be like, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going to take... yay. I'm taking lots of pictures. Yes. And um, for my gay men's group, we're going to try and do a meditation where we sort of astral, all astral to project at once to the different sites. Oh, how fantastic. So um, I'm going to have to bring back, you know, little samples of different places oh yeah fantastic so, we're, I'm, we're we are all going to be very very jealous well mm. we're at feast of Picante, yeah. which by the way i am cooking for oh yeah. i will not be able to be there but my food will be so, so you'll be there in spirit neither one of us is actually going to be there physically <laughs> so if you want to see me or adam we won't yeah. be there but the food will be there yes. and the ritual will be awesome because mm-hmm. last year it was just the coolest thing it was the energy in there was just uh, the word that comes to mind is sultry. Mm. Cool. You know, it felt like drinking a glass of red wine while smothering your body in burgundy velvet. Like that's <laughs> that's the energy that I felt there. And is that a good analogy? That is a good analogy. Yeah. I've even had um, people come up to me who didn't go to the the feast. But had a dream of being at it. Amazing. Beforehand. And she was like, you, she just had details that I was like, are you kidding me right now? Because <laughs> that was exactly how it was. It was incredible. Yeah. And she didn't come to it because she was like, eh, I've already been there. You know, yeah. like, that's how potent that night was. I'm super disappointed that I can't be there either. It's, um,. There's another event that I'm booked for, and I booked it, like, you know, back in February, so I can't yeah. be there. Um, but and I, I was like, can't you do it on Friday? I could be there on Friday. They couldn't <laughs> switch it. And I'm like, you know, not that I expect anybody to switch the dates for me, but, yeah. um, you know. But my food will be there, and we'll yeah. be missing you. Yes. Well, we'll we will have left the you. day before, so we'll be um, doing a full moon ritual in the Child's Well House that night, so... We'll be projecting our energies. So we'll be thinking of you, and you'll be thinking of us, and somewhere up in the heavens, mm-hmm. our energies will combine, and Hakate will be like, yay, <laughs> this is awesome, <laughs> you know? It'll exactly. Be um, so, back to Dawn. To me. Yes. So, um, where did you get your start in the craft? What brought you to it? This is a very interesting story. Um, I don't even know if you know this story. 
I don't. Really? Oh, fun. Okay, yay. So, um, I was born and raised in a Roman Catholic family. So I consider myself a Reformed or recovering Catholic, as I mm-hmm. like to put it. Um, I still hold on to a lot of that guilt, as so many of us do. It's, it's sort of, especially being Italian, you can't get away from that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, what's interesting is that I was really, really involved in the church. Um, I used to sing there, and um, I used to teach kids music there. I was even, I was in a gospel choir, mm-hmm. and I was even like in this Christian rock band for a little while. <laughs> yeah. I, I went on, um, you know, teenage retreats. Mm-hmm. Totally bizarre, because they want you to like sign a virgin card. Like, you, you promised God that you'll be a virgin for the rest of your life, you know, until you get married. And I was like, I can't promise that. <laughs> you know, and everybody's, all the little, you know, teenage Catholics are like, oh, well, how can you not? How can you not? I'm like, well, what's worse? Like, to make the, I don't want to make a promise to God and break it. That's mm-hmm. horrible. So anyway, I was very, very, very involved in the church at one point. But what was very interesting is looking back on it now, even as a teenager, I can remember um, when I wanted to pray, quote unquote pray Mm -hmm. I would go outside and stare at the moon and I would talk to the moon um, and that's where I felt connected I would leave the church you know like let's Mm -hmm. say we were having choir practice at night and I needed help with something you know whatever's going on in my life I would leave the church and I would go outside into the parking lot and stare at the moon and talk to you know whoever Mm -hmm. was listening and my first semester of college I took a class called women in religion and they started with the most ancient um, recordings of religious beliefs. And, of course, we were dealing with um, goddess figurines and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, matriarchal societies and things like that. And I freaked out. Uh, it challenged this, this class, challenged everything I had been brought up to believe. Mm-hmm. And I dropped the class. But I kept the textbook. Ah. Yeah, and I started reading this textbook, and um, someone I knew was just also getting into uh, the craft a little bit, and um, so once I started reading, I went, oh, this isn't scary, this is, this makes sense to me, Mm -hmm. Um, and it really was all because of this college class, Um, and I think I still have the book somewhere, you know, but Mm -hmm. I had a real hard time with it, and I remember... At the time, I was dating this boy who I also had met at the church. Mm-hmm. And he was, you know, he was not the nicest boy, I have to be honest. But he was Catholic, and he was Italian. Very important. Very important. So, you know, <laughs> my mom was thrilled. And um, I remember, like, talking to him about this class and how upset I was. And he's like, well, you know that's not real. And I'm like, it's college. It's a textbook. Like, this is what really went on in the world. Like... It doesn't end all be all with what you've been brought up with, and um, really started me thinking, and and that's how I found that's how I found the path of um, paganism, Wicca, mm-hmm. um, and all those those things that um, fall into those categories. I guess. See, good story. Mm, very good. So, what drew you to the temple? And what do you like about the temple? That's well, what what's not to like? <laughs> I mean, there's you <laughs> and that laugh, which is infectious. It is, yes. You I've know, been told that before. It's, it's, it's infectious. Between uh, you and Steve and Christopher and Alex and Silver and Ren and Matuka, like, and there's a bazillion other people whose names I can't think of at the moment, but just such wonderful, wonderful people. But um, I actually met Christopher... Um, a couple years ago, I did an event up in uh, Peterborough, New Hampshire called Celebrate Sound, which is an awesome event. Yes, it is. And if anybody out there has never been to it, go. It's like the week before Samhain, and it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. And I was booked to teach a class, you know, do a workshop, and Christopher was booked to do a workshop. And I never met him, and quite frankly, I wasn't that familiar with his writings at the time. <laughs> um, I Like, I knew his name. I was like, oh, famous writer. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. I never read his stuff. I was like, oh, yeah, 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 whatever. And everybody was making this big, oh, Christopher Penzak's going to be there. I'm like, yeah, okay. And I wound up commenting on his kilt when Mm -hmm. I saw it because I didn't know who he was. Yeah. And I started chatting with this guy about his kilt because my husband was wearing a kilt. and, And it turned out that both Christopher and I were asked to participate in the Samhain ritual. 
And so we both did, and apparently Christopher and I have a very similar sense of humor, and we giggled like little schoolgirls through the entire ritual, which is for Samhain. So, you know, well, it's supposed to be a little bit more serious. And we kept reserved. Lo- and reserved. And we kept looking at each other across the circle and losing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my that was my introduction to Christopher. This was when I was still living in New York. I was alone on Beltane. And Justin, my husband, uh, was away visiting a friend, and I was really depressed. I was I had to work Beltane Day, and I I've never in in you know twelve thirteen years of being a practicing pagan have ever missed a Beltane festivity or, or mm-hmm. not done something to celebrate. Yeah. And a friend of mine had said, "Oh, are you going to Christopher Temp- Christopher Penzac's Temple Witchcraft?" thing and I was like yeah no I I, I don't know anybody I, don't, I have to go by myself and she's like well I'll go if you go said, okay <laughs> and I went and I walked in and people knew me they remembered me Christopher remembered me I was greeted with hugs and friendliness and joyful energy like I had come home mm-hmm and I was amazed. I had n- people were walking up to me, going, "You're the kitchen witch, right?" And I was like, "Yes, have we met?" You know, um, and it was just an amazing, amazing experience, and just the love and 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 joy that people have coming within them in the temple, mm-hmm. um, and to be accepted in that way, and and greeted and welcomed. I think the word I'm looking for is welcomed. Um, kind of floored me. I was kind of expecting to be like the outsider and I didn't feel like it at all. And I kind of never looked back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I, I'll do anything the temple asked me to do. <laughs> which usually means um, staying up way too late, not getting enough sleep, and overworking myself. But I can't help it. You know, I, I, I love the group. I love the people. I love what you all do. Um, and I love participating in things like full moon ritual. I love, mm-hmm. I love being asked to do something like cater the feast of Hecate, that I was thought of for that. It's such a major, huge role um, to play in something like that. Um, I feel very, very blessed and um, very grateful. Very great. That's why when you asked me to do this, I was like, yeah, what, when and where? <laughs> you know, when, when and where? The answer is always yes. I don't think I've said no yet. To something anybody from the temple has asked me to do. Which doesn't mean ask me to do more crazy things. But, <laughs> well, maybe. It depends. I don't but, think we'll take advantage of that. But, uh, and it, it wouldn't matter. Because I, I would consider it taking advantage of. You know? It's not taking advantage when someone wants to do something. And I want to do anything and everything. Mm-hmm. To help this organization grow. And to myself grow within it. Um... You know, I've never seen a sense of community like I've seen with this group of people. You know, if any one person from, whether it's Christopher down to, you know, someone like me who's relatively new, mm-hmm. um, you know, I suffered, suffered a personal tragedy and my grandma died a couple months ago and the rallying around me from people that I barely knew mm-hmm. was amazing. Yeah. I mean... I've never found that in my life, not even in my own, um, like, nuclear family or extended family between, like, aunts and uncles and stuff like that. I didn't hear from my cousins. None of my cousins called me and was like, are you okay? How is One, I have one cousin who I speak to, and we spoke about, um, you know, grandma passing. Nobody else. Meanwhile, I had, you know, 47 people on Facebook checking in on me, making sure I was okay, mm-hmm. sending me messages on my on my phone. Are you okay? Do you need anything? If you have to go away, we'll watch your cats. Like, what? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Unbelievable. And, I, and when you talk to people from the temple, everybody has a story like that. Everybody has felt the love of this group in different ways, and some in the same ways, and it's, it's amazing. I feel very lucky that you guys like me enough to keep me around. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Let's let's say that. That's true. I think we were talking about before uh, the podcast about how part of the blessing of the temple is that, yes, we have a tradition, 
but it's so open to what is your true will, what is right. what what calls to you, right? That um, you sort of feel welcome in that way. Absolutely, as well. absolutely, and it's funny too because um, you know I had mentioned this before we we started the podcast that um, you know many occasions my little lunches with Christopher and I've said stuff like. Should I be in witchcraft classes? You know, I don't really feel like that's where I'm meant to be right now. I have kind of no desire to go down that path. Mm-hmm. And I feel like maybe I'm supposed to. And he's like, no, you know, this is, if that's not what calls to you, that's not what calls to you. Um, I love how what I do has been embraced by mm-hmm. the temple, even though I don't necessarily quote unquote follow the same exact traditions as you do. But mm-hmm. I really do enjoy coming to public ritual. Mm-hmm. and experiencing your traditions in the way you do things, the way the temple does things, the way it is to have uh, you, Christopher, and Steve come out into the circle and call the lines. I think that's awesome. Is that something I practice in my daily, every day, when I'm doing work at home? No. But I love to be able to come in and experience that with a group. Um, and I love that I'm not shunned for not taking that step and going through the witchcraft classes and... Um, and, 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 you know, getting it to that point because mm-hmm. that's not where I am right now. And nobody's ever been like, oh, well, you're not in witchcraft classes. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not, a, oh, you haven't taken that. No, nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much of this, you know, every individual, and I use the word individual on purpose, contributes to the whole. Mm-hmm. Um, and whatever that individual's gift is to the temple or to the group or to themselves. Mm-hmm. is celebrated um, and never frowned upon and I just I just love it I think um, one of the best things about the temple is that um, we re- we recognize that everyone has their place right and not to you know I hope I don't want to say no, that no, that's I'm, an elitist uh, way that you're yeah, stuck there or right. anything no but I see but what you're saying I, I do think that there are people who are priests for their household or priests for or priestesses I should say for themselves and then there are priests and priestesses that are high priests right and priestesses that minister to a larger group like Christopher right like me like Steve right um like any of our lead ministers um, that we know, yeah, that's our place. That's right. that you have this public, is. your public figure. Yeah, this is right. what our work is in this right. world. But I also see that you know there are other people who you know pick up the slack in different ways, and it's so Aquarian uh, <laughs> that we're working in a group like. Um, there are people who come who only go to Sabbath rituals. Right. And they don't have a personal practice at home. Right. But they feel connected yep. to divinity Absolutely. through coming to these rituals. Mm-hmm. And if that's where they're at and that's where they want to be, good. Exactly. Like Exactly. And that but that feeling, that sentiment comes across. You know, extremism in any case is not good. Okay, and we all know these people in the world that are even even in these pagan and Wiccan communities, where they have the I'm more pagan than you. Mm -hmm. You know, I do this and I do that, and oh, you don't. You know what? None initiated muckety muck. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, there is none of that BS that I've seen in the temple. I also have noticed there's very little drama. There's very little politicking. Now, maybe I don't see it, you know, but... There is some. <laughs> well, you know, listen, but, you're going to get that kind of stuff when you have a group of people together doing yeah, anything. Whether it's a family, a coven, a non-for-profit organization, or the grocery mm-hmm. store. You know, yeah. there's always going to be... There's always going to be some kind of internal drama because that's what fuels fire. If everything's always good all the time... Things, you're never going to want to change. Exactly, and things get boring, yeah. and progress is not made. Yeah. There has to be some sort of murmuring or, or something mm-hmm. like that. But I find that there's very little, like, I don't think, now, I've been kind of chilling out with the temple here for over a year. And I'm friends individually with a lot of people. 
Mm-hmm. We're like, okay, this is just me and you right now. Yeah. I'm going to go from here and I'm going to have tea with Alex. Mm-hmm. Next week, I'm gonna, or ne- the week after that, I'm going to have lunch with Christopher. I don't really ever hear from any one person crap about anybody else. Like, nobody's gossiping. Nobody's backstabbing. And I just find like, you know, for somebody like me who's always worried that somebody might be disapproving of me behind my back or say something like, oh, you know, that meal she made wasn't really very good. It wasn't really up to par. Like, I don't hear anybody saying that about anybody else. I've never heard anybody say, oh, that ritual wasn't as good as the ritual he did last time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not there. The The energy of the Temple of Witchcraft is that about love and acceptance. Period. You know? Yeah. It is, it is truly love and harm none and even with words and... You know, everybody seems very aware of things coming back to them, mm-hmm. you know, so there's just this cycle of, of love and joy and help and the way people, and I'm speaking from my own, just from my own personal experience. I mean, maybe, maybe other people have had different experiences and I hope not. I hope everyone's experience has been as wonderful as mine, mm-hmm. but I have experienced through this group more love and support and, um, like, Hey, you're new and you have this new thing you do and you're this kitchen witch and we don't have one of you around and, you know, come down and do a podcast and plug your business, mm-hmm. you know? Um, this group has done so much and, and there's been another handful of people that have, you know, done that sort of thing for me and I have no idea what in the world I have done in this life to deserve that. But I had to keep doing it. <laughs> Whatever it is, you know what I mean? And I really think it's just I have to keep feeding people. I think, mm-hmm. you know, if you feed, there's two things in life, right? If you feed people and make them laugh, they will be your friend for life. Mm-hmm. Like cats, you know, you feed a stray cat, it keeps coming back. That's sort of my, sort of my motto here. I'm just going to keep feeding you and you'll never leave me alone. <laughs> sort of my idea. Oh, so recently you taught a class on kitchen witchery. I did teach a class on kitchen witchery, which was very successful. Thank you so I much. Um, I was I was very flattered by the amount of people that came in. Yeah. We had like over 20, right? I, we filled the room. Yeah. I, we filled I think we had something like 26, 27. Yeah. And I don't think that's including you guys. Yeah. That was it and it was at Myths and Maidens. Yes, in New Hampshire. Yes. Manchester, New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Great shop. Yeah. I had never been there before. Oh, it's a great job. Oh, my goodness. Um, I do have to plug the um, upcoming ones. Ah, yes. The Temple of Witchcraft class series. Yes. Uh, let's see. The don't I may misquote this, so check the website to make sure. Um, but let's see. August, I believe, is um, Lisa is going to do a Sisters of Joy ritual. That sounds and so great. they great. love chocolate. And, um, it's, and they, they use chocolate in ritual and have lots of fun. And it's about, um, mixing fun in with your rituals. Uh, the next one I think in September is, um, Jocelyn has taken over that slot to do, um, ecological witchcraft. Very cool. Um, how you can be more energy conserving how you can do um, all that environmental stuff that I couldn't possibly living get into green right now. as a witch living green as a witch right and uh, which most of us try to do yeah, yeah anyway but I mean I think it's it's a cool concept to try to incorporate that into your craft yeah you know because it makes I don't know it makes sense doesn't it mm-hmm. to I mean it's what we're all about right Earth yeah. and yeah. Mother Nature and all that sort of crunchy granola stuff we should. Yeah. Practice what we're preaching. I yes, guess. and that sisters of joy thing sounds so cool. <laughs> I'm telling. Listen, I don't know if anybody out there knows Lisa, but where Lisa is, it's a party. Yes, that's true. <laughs> she's I, very good at that. She's yeah, she's a hoot. I'm gonna really try to make that, I'm, yeah. and I'll bring chocolate if I go. Ah, <laughs> um, yeah. So we'll see about that. And uh, in October, it's me. Yay! Yes. <sighs> Covering incenses and... Uh, Not covered in incenses. No, no, no. No, that's a different class entirely. Yes, it is. <laughs> no, um, I'll be teaching how to make incenses that I make for Copper Cauldron. And, Fantastic. And um, show people how they can do it themselves. And uh, I have some 
very interesting ideas, so we'll, we'll uh, see what happens when I finally get there. And then after that, I've for completely forgotten. I know Steve has one in December on spirit work, and November, I think, is a shattered work class with uh, Kimberly Sherman Cook, who wrote uh, 13 Moons of Shadow Work. I'm not really sure. But check the website to make sure that I am telling you the right thing at templeofwitchcraft.org. But, um, so tell, give us a little summary of what this class was like. Oh, well, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was, I had a really, really, really good time. There was um, lots of laughter, I have to there say. W well, that's, that's my idea, you know? you got to keep people entertained. I tell people when they come to a class that it's interactive. And if you don't participate, I will embarrass you. That's, that is uh, my MO there. But, um... So the class was a Kitchen Witchery 101 class, um, which actually I, I teach a lot of these Kitchen Witchery 101 classes at a lot of the Pagan Prides in the area I'll be at, um, mm -hmm. and sometimes I teach this class on a pared-down version. Yeah. Um, it's hard to fit a three-hour class into, you know, 45 minutes mm -hmm. in a field somewhere. Yeah. Um, but the class is really about um, how to begin as a kitchen witch okay sort of defining kitchen witchery um and all that means because there's so many different aspects of it between food magic and intention um using food as symbols and and so on and so forth there's so much that it encompasses so we talk a lot about that mm -hmm. and then we discuss like okay how do you begin practicing as a kitchen witch so many things you probably do already but let's turn that light switch on and, and really create a sacred space in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. um, let's talk about meditation in the kitchen. Let's talk about what kind of foods to use mm -hmm. for certain spiritual goals. Um, and also, a, a lot of it is seasonal. I talk a lot about seasonal foods and how to use them and why. Um, you know, what is this particular food? This is a goddess food or is this a god food? Would you make this food maybe f to celebrate Hakate or would you mm -hmm. make this food... Um, you know, to bring fire energy into your life, that sort of thing. So, um, the this goes on forever and ever and ever. Mm -hmm. um, and I do teach other classes. I mean, the Kitchen Witchery One Hundred and One is probably the one that I've done the most. Um, but I've done this, I did this great class a couple times called Recipes for Romance, and it's all food and sex magic. Mm -hmm. So it's love spells, sex foods, and things like that, um, which is really great around Beltane. Mm -hmm. Just gonna throw that out there. Um, and I'm working on a new class right now called Heirloom Magic, and it's all about, um, you know, the traditions of cooking in your family and what has been passed down to you. Mm -hmm. Talking about ancestral tools as maybe your grandma's wooden spoon or, in my case, my grandma's muffin tin and, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. And this class was sort of something I was brewing in the back of my head for a while and after my grandma passed, I went, I, I realized how much of this type of magic, this type of work I was doing and said, I really need to teach this. I really need to talk to people about this because again, I think it's those things that we do because food is something we do every day and because food and eating and preparing food is something that we have to do. We don't think about it. Mm -hmm. So nobody really takes the time to to realize and be mindful of the fact that this recipe that you're making, your grandmother made, and she made it because her grandmother made it, and she made it because her grandmother made it. Mm -hmm. So this is your family history in a meal. Mm -hmm. And what have you done differently? What ingredient do you use now that has put your own touch on it? And what will, what will that you'll pass on to, to your children and and your friends and your family so this is a class that i'm i'm actually going to be presenting this weekend at a, a, a weekend long festival up in new york upstate new york um so i'm really excited about that um so i don't know where i'm going to be teaching that one next around here mm. but uh you know check you could check my website which is uh and i'll spell it www C U C I N A A U R O R A dot com. Also on Facebook, Cucina Aurora Kitchen Witchery. You mm -hmm. can fan me or like me or whatever. And 
I just joined up on Twitter, so I tweet now, <laughs> which is very exciting. I'm going to start tweeting from events and um, putting out little things on Twitter about, hey, you know, come to this event. This is where I am. These are the classes I'm teaching, and mm-hmm. this is the food I'm making, and if you show up right now, you'll get a taste. So, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, that was my little, another shameless plug. It's all good. Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> so that was my class at my class at Mits and Maidens, the the Kitchen Witchery One Hundred One, which I thought went really good. Yeah. It I think everybody really enjoyed it. Um, I got a lot of great feedback from the class, mm-hmm. um, and I, I had a lot of fun. I love teaching classes. You know, I really love to hear people's views on things, and mm-hmm. I always say at the beginning of a class that I am no expert. Yeah. I might be Dawn the Kitchen Witch, but there may be something that you do different that I don't do. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to learn from you. Um, and I, I love learning from, from people. And I like when people say, oh, yeah, I took your recipe and I tried doing it this way. Oh, it's great. I'm going to try that next time, you know. I mean, food and cooking and in and of itself, when you don't even think about the spiritual aspect of it, is really such an art yeah. and a science, mm-hmm. you know. Because if you don't use the right amount of baking soda, that bread's not going to rise. Mm-hmm. Um, but really... For me, it comes from love. Yeah. You know? And I always said, um, for anybody that knows me, I have a, or doesn't know me, I have a background in interior design. Um, and I did that for like the last, I don't know, seems like forever, maybe the last nine, ten years. Mm-hmm. And um, I only quit my job in the last year to follow my business, Cucina Aurora, full time. And um, I used to always say all the time, people would ask me, um, Oh, do you love interior design? And I would say, no, I do that for money. I, I do my business. I do food for love. Mm-hmm. That's where my heart is. So now it's going to start making, it's going to start making me some money eventually. Yes. You know, cause love don't pay the bills, <laughs> but, uh, but I, but I do love it. I really do love it. And I'm having a great time and, um, I love this season, yeah. you know, I mean, we just got into the harvest season and I'm like. I want to bake everything. I want to bake cornbread and banana bread and pumpkin bread. I baked I baked uh, pumpkin cakes last night for Silver. Yeah. She came by and I made I made her little pumpkin cakes mm-hmm. with chocolate chips and pecans. I told you I'm starving. <laughs> I'm so hungry. I find um your class idea of uh, ancestral heirloom magic heirloom magic very interesting because I um also. I cook with my grandmother's bowls, right? Um, which they're old and, you know, they have design that, you know, had to be from the thirties kind of deal. And, um, I find every time that I cook with it, you know, I'm sort of invoking her, absolutely, you know, and cooking with her, um, the silver mind control method, um, the people who teach that, uh, have this thing where they have a tra- well I, w- I wouldn't say it was a tradition but they always give you something that was used when you get married mm-hmm. because it is imbued with every act of the person who used it right so like giving you a handyman's tools giving you a person who's a really good cook's knife right and thus you'll be imbued with that absolutely energy every time you use it yep. and so you'll get better at cooking or, or at fixing yep. things yeah things uh, tend to just be better mm-hmm. um over the weekend this past weekend it was my husband justin's birthday and i i go on these binges where i need to bake mm-hmm. and i'm i'm feeling it right now i'm trying really hard to keep it at bay because it's still really hot outside I get the same thing with crochet. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. And if anybody doesn't know, Adam makes the best hats ever. <laughs> ever. You need to make these and sell them. They're awesome. A little big, but awesome. <laughs> Comes down just under my eyebrows. Oh. But it's, a, it's adorable. It's so cute. Everybody loves it. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to have them fix it because it's cute. Um, so I decided Saturday morning, I was like, I looked at Justin. I'm like, do you need banana bread? And he's like, uh, I guess. I'm like, I'm going to make you banana bread with chocolate chips. And he's like, okay, you know, who argues with that? <laughs> yeah. And it's the first time I've used um, my grandma's banana bread pan. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, she, she passed away in, at the end of May, beginning of June. And um, I got, uh, my mom gave me a couple of her things. She gave me a, a muffin tin mm-hmm. that is actually hammered steel. Mm-hmm. And it was her 
mothers. So this pan came over from Italy with my great grandmother. Mm-hmm. My grandmother used it, and now it's mine. Um, so anyway, m- my parents came up to visit a couple weeks ago. And my mom said, "Oh, you know, there's a couple more things from Grandma's place," and she brought me Grandma's banana bread tins. Mm-hmm. And this is this is what's strange about my mom because she's you know super Italian Catholic, mm-hmm. and she goes, "These are sacred pans. These are Grandma's banana bread pans." These are sacred tools. And I was like, yes, they are. <laughs> Good. Yeah, yeah, you get it. Um, so I made this loaf of banana bread for Justin on, on Saturday. We kind of ate almost the whole, over the course of two days, we ate the entire loaf of bread. And it was awesome. We toasted it. We put peanut butter on it. Like anything you could, anything you could think of to do with it, I did mm-hmm. with it. And it was fantastic. And um, it's funny because... When I've made banana bread in my own little, like, Teflon-coated, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. no-stick container, it comes out great. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. But, but it's not as good. Not just that, but Grandma's banana bread always had a certain look to it. Uh, it had this certain look. It was a little bit more squat. It was always really crispy around the edges. Mm-hmm. And it was perfect. And I made this little loaf of bread, and it was perfect. And you can't tell me. Nobody can tell me that wasn't my grandma. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That you nobody can tell me that wasn't Grace Monty standing there over my banana bread, you know, mm-hmm. and checking on it and you know, I just picture you know, it you're right. You you yeah. you are invoking the spirit of that person and, and so that's what the new class, one of the new classes is gonna be about. There's a lot of places I've taught the Kitchen Witchery one oh one, especially through the Pagan Pride circuit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a lot of people come back two and three times. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it'll be the fourth time I'm teaching a class at New York City Pagan Pride, Mm -hmm. and they've asked me to be like a keynote speaker, and I'm the last one of the day, and I'm going to be on the microphone, on the main stage, and everything. And I thought, I can't just go back in there and teach another intro class. I mean, people have been coming to see me now. This will be the third or the fourth time people are coming to see me. So I'm going to do this this heirloom magic class, and I'm really excited about it. Really excited about it. So that sort of brings me to... uh, my question of the year. Oh boy. Which is, what do you think your true will or your life's work is? What were you brought here for? <sighs> what was I, what was I brought into this lifetime for? Mm-hmm. I don't think there's one thing. Well, I, there isn't really yeah, one thing I for don't... most people, but I I think like, what is your passion? quite obviously, uh, food. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's strange. I was having this conversation with someone else the other day and saying, I'm not a chef. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not a gourmet chef. I don't do, you know, I would, people say to me, oh, you should go on Top Chef. No, are you kidding me? Gordon Ramsay would eat me for dinner. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I don't mean in any kind of good way there. He mm-hmm. would kill me. He would kill me. Um, I, I don't, I don't do those fancy dishes and I I don't generally watch the cooking channel and um you know I'm not into gourmet stuff. Mm-hmm. I love food, real food, natural food, the way it's supposed to be. I guess the term would be home cooking, but it seems a little overdone. Mm-hmm. Um good food made with love and care and nurturing and tenderness. Um honestly, to ask me what is the thing I think that I, I put on this earth to do, it's it's difficult for me to say that, but I can tell you when I look at my life and I look at my happiest moments where I feel I am my truest self, mm-hmm. it is when I am feeding people or when I'm around a group of people and we're sharing a good meal and we're laughing and sharing stories and, you know, you're, you're really... Um, experiencing the other person and here's a little sound bite you know mm-hmm. life happens at the dinner table hmm. you know um, memories are made over the dinner table you don't look back on your family history or on your you know I don't know on experiences in life and think you know family you think of family holiday Mm-hmm. What do you think of? Family Thanksgiving, you think of sitting around the table eating. 
at least I do. Again, this may be an Italian thing. I don't mm. know if it's like this for every family, but I'm Italian. You know, we eat when we're happy. We eat when we're sad. We eat at a wedding. We eat at a funeral. Mm-hmm. When I think of my wedding, the, or you ask people about my wedding, they'll say, oh, Dawn and Justin's wedding. Oh, the food was fantastic. It's the first thing they think about. You know, food is such a huge part of our lives. We need it to survive. Everybody needs it to survive. And I think my great mission in life is sharing food. Mm-hmm. Is sharing what I have with others, um, sharing the bounty of life through food with others, sharing my joy with others mm-hmm. through food and making it and nurturing them, body and spirit. Very important. We tend to lack spiritual nutrition in our lives. That food mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily food fills our bellies, but it doesn't fill our soul. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because we have Stouffer's microwave this and yeah. McDonald's drive through that. Mm-hmm. And um, there's something to be said about family dinners. Mm-hmm. And having that been said, I didn't grow up in a home where there were family dinners every night. My sister was much older and my father worked a lot. A lot of times it was just me and my mom at the dinner table. My sister would eat later and my dad would eat on the road. So perhaps this comes from that need in me to want to have that. Or maybe it's the emphasis that was put on the fact that it's a holiday, we eat dinner together. Mm-hmm. It's somebody's birthday, we're going to have a nice meal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Sunday, we're going to sit down, we're going to enjoy each other's company. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Grandma's going to bring over this bread, and Mom's going to make meatballs, and Dawn's going to make the salad, and, and we're all going to participate in some way in sharing a bit of ourselves around the table. Maybe that's where it comes from. But I would say that's my great joy in life. And that's my that's my great work. You know? My great work is to feed people, I guess. I mean it sounds See, so simple. It is simple, but I think that life purpose and I think that um, true will is simple. Yeah. Like the people that I've talked to about it, they found it. But you know, yeah. they have to put it into words. Right. And I think um Part of your mission in life is to fill food with love and with nurturing and to bring your particular spirit to the table. I think so. I think so because it is my, like Cucina Aurora is my own brand of kitchen witchery. I mean, I've read everything out there just about Mm -hmm. on kitchen witchery and food magic and, you know, I'll have a little bit of this resonate and a little bit of that resonate, but... I've broken it down to simple ways of doing things and, um, and, and the basis of everything is joy and gratitude. Mm-hmm. Everything. And really, all of this, the whole business, the teaching classes, the writing books, the podcasts, whatever, everything comes from a place of love. Mm-hmm. And I would be very happy cooking dinner alone for my husband every night and my own little world you Mm -hmm. know and I'm very grateful that I have so much opportunity to share that with so many people you've been to my house for dinner Mm -hmm, it's an event yes and it's my favorite thing in the world to do is have people over for dinner Mm -hmm. to the point where like Justin's like okay we need to stop having people over for dinner like we haven't had people over for dinner in a couple months because I'm like no it's a holiday oh it's a Friday let's just have people I feel like cooking for a bunch of people mm-hmm. you know luckily now I cater big parties and I get that, <laughs> you that, get that need, need out, out you know and I love to hear what people have to say about my food mm-hmm. you know and sometimes people say oh I never thought about doing these two things together or um, I have a friend who insists that her and I could make the same exact dish and mine would come out different than hers and I completely believe that 100%. Mm-hmm. It's all energy work. But um, I just, I love to feed people and I love, no, that's wrong. Yes, I love to feed people, but I love to bring people together through food. Mm. And I think that might be the heart of the matter. You know, bringing people together through food, not necessarily to feed people. Like I can give you a cookie right now. Yeah, it's going to be nice, but that's mm-hmm. not, not my great meaning in life. Yeah. Unless, of course, I had a cookie in which I would eat it because that would make me very happy because I'm starving. Um, I picked a bad day. I'm cleansing today. Yeah. Which is also very important because you need to cleanse and it's all about balance. And um, But I really do love bringing people together around food, through food, um, and celebrate food and earth and the bounty of nature 
that we don't always take the moment to realize that this is going from the grocery store, the farmer's market, to my stove, to my mouth, into my body, and into my spirit as well. I think letting people be aware of that is part of my my mission in life, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, I know I'm rambling. I apologize. Okay, um, so just to wrap things up, um, you can see Don at yes. www.cuchinaaurora.com. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. um, you can friend me at Cucina Aurora. You can like Cucina Aurora on Facebook at Cucina Aurora Kitchen Witchery. Mm-hmm. I'm over a thousand fans, which is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and on Twitter at Cucina Aurora. And that is spelled C-U-C-I-N-A-A-U-R-O-R-A. Um, my full calendar of events is at CucinaAurora.com. You can also take a look at uh, the the products, the olive oils, the dip mixes, cookie mixes, things like that. Um, my my cookbook is up there. Everything is available for sale online. Um, but if you want to see me in person, I'm at a lot of temple events. Mm-hmm. I won't be at the Feast of Akate. Yes, but neither I, will I. <laughs> but, but my food will be. So you should go. Everybody should go because it's fantastic. And you can tell me what you think of the food. Um, and then I'm going to be at so many of the Pagan Pride Days over the Northeast. I'll be at New Hampshire. I'll be at Eastern Mass. Southeastern Mass, I'll be at Maine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maine is the next is the first one on the 13th. Um, and all this information is at the website. And drop me a line and, you know, hit contact us on the website. I'm pretty much around for everybody to talk to all the time. Ooh, and there's tons of recipes on the website, too. Everything is set up seasonally. And if you shoot me an email, um, I can add you to the email list. And you'll get seasonal recipes as the wheel of the year turns. I send out recipes. Um, I just sent out a summer gazpacho recipe and a lemon bars recipe. Mm. So check them out. They're up on the website, www.cucinaaurora.com. And you can find uh, the Temple of Witchcraft at www.templeofwitchcraft.org. That's org, O-R-G. Org. 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 It's very important because if you put com, <laughs> you won't get it. No. Yes. Yes. It must be org. It must be org because we are an organization. Yes. I am not. I'm a com. Which I don't <laughs> really know what that means. Commercial, I think that's what it means. You're um, an organization. I'm commercial. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. We could make a commercial. Yeah, we could. All right. (laughs) Well, bye, listeners. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed our podcast uh, with Don Hunt. And we're just going to take another deep breath together and take down our space. We thank the great spirit and the two who move as one. We thank the three rays of love, will, and wisdom. We thank the God and the goddess who move through us and work with us. May we recognize your presence in our lives. Blessed be. Merry meet, merry part, and merry meet again, everyone. Blessed be. You've been listening to Voices of the Temple. The contents of this podcast are copyright 2010 of the Temple of Witchcraft. For more information, please visit templeofwitchcraft.org. Thank you.